Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Mojiella Wodeal. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. <gasps> I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? I got the awesome. And the, the, that's a v-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself, people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear, I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx Dot com. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. And welcome to The, the Final Word. Word. Nice. You like that? I like the release on the ma. That's <laughs> a really nice, nice release. Thank you. The Final Word with Frangela. The Final the Word. Frangela. The Final Word. The Final Word. The Final Word. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you tra- you're checking out all of the other podcasts on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Stephanie Miller's yes. Sexy Liberal. Check yes. it out. Hashtag Sexy Liberal. Mm-hmm. And then you can also check us out on Bring the Funny on NBC coming July 9th. That's right. It's a comedy competition show. At some point, we might or might not want you to vote for us. We don't know how it's going to air, how it's going to be on, but we'll let you know as we know. But um, when the time comes, we expect your vote. Yes, we do. <laughs> and you can also check us out on Me Time, our talk show. You check your local listings or go to Me Time at fr- uh, Me, Me Time, Time with Frangela.com. Or you can go to the YouTube Ooh. channel for Me Time. Yes. Or check out our comedy album, Resist. That's right. You can get Resist at uh, at uh, Kill Rockstars. Kill Rockstars. And, but I was trying to Apple. Apple. That's what I couldn't remember. Wow. That's crazy. Mm. Um, I'll probably get thrown out of the country yes. or something like that. <laughs> so, speaking, speaking of getting thrown out of the country, let's talk about Trump and this Stephanopoulos okay, uh, interview. Here's the thing. 
There's so many things. But so number one, things. I had to print out the transcript for this one because it's been a while since I've done that. Mm-hmm. Because I do believe that that transcript, this is going to be in some part of the Smithsonian at some <laughs> at point. At some point. At some exhibit at some point. on, I don't know if it'll be a crossover event between our nation's government, our history, and mental health issues mm. or, or what. But... Um, it's a really, uh, in a b- bizarrely way that it should be, I guess, it's a telling interview, as interviews are supposed to, right? You're supposed right. to learn about who's being interviewed. But I don't think in the ways <laughs> that Trump would ideally, not that he has any, clearly has any grasp on reality mm-hmm. or on um, how people see him or even what reality is from this interview, that became extremely clear. Yes. Uh, let's start. Well, let's, let's start. start. Let's start. Okay. First of all, it's um, it's creepy. And I, I, w- w- real quick, I want to go back to what you're saying about in the future. In the future, to the children of the future, mm-hmm. tell them we didn't know. We knew, but we didn't know. We didn't know what was gonna happen. I didn't think it would be this bad. I didn't think it was gonna be this bad. I really, I mean, it wasn't gonna be good. Right, I mean, it was right. gonna be unfun. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know it'd be like this, <laughs> where I would literally have moments when I'm just sort of like looking around my house, my going, I. But I saw that. I know I saw that. Or I heard that. Did the president of the United States literally just say, yeah, I would take information for a foreign government? I mean, and then maybe I'd call the FBI. Here's the thing. I want you to put, put in place of that Hillary Clinton saying, yeah, maybe I used a private server. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I would again. Can you imagine her right now today? <laughs> doing that it this is they're asking these questions are about two and a half years ago mm-hmm. so he's had two and a half years of being under investigation of people constantly talking about this of people being interviewed and subpoenaed and where is he at he do it the fuck, the fuck again. again over like, and over how is that possible because it because makes me question me it does it and does. that is where he's a genius you know what that is where he's a genius because, because i just feel you know what? the you're longer you deal right. with a crazy person you're absolutely the more right. you feel like you're crazy i'm gonna tell you because they what, look fine well and here's the goes here it makes me ask this question about life did we all learn the wrong lesson already did we learn the wrong lesson in life in terms of looking at trump and the things that he does. If we focus too much on actually having information, having and doing information our job. and doing our jobs. Did yeah. we finish? Did we focus on? No, the I'm wrong gonna tell things? you what the mistake we made. It's a mistake a lot of you. In fact, almost all of you made. Hmm. And, and I'm gonna go on a wild, a wild bend here and go. All, statistically, everyone listening to this podcast made this mistake. Hmm. You were not born a cis white straight man with an, hundreds of millions of dollars, possibly an inheritance. Oh man, is that why I went wrong? <laughs> that was your first. I would say questionable choice <laughs> as to why. So yes, for Donald Trump, yeah. born into wealth and privilege and protected by mm, his entire life, so you can be. But well, you cannot. I cannot. But no. he can be that stupid. He has to. He doesn't have. Here's the thing that's going to really rock your world. Oh, girl, my, my world is rocked. Fact: mm. the information that's in his head, mm. his. I don't want to call it a brain because I respect brains. Right. The thing in his head mm-hmm. is not only is it done, but it no longer processes information normally. Oh. It's very busy with breathing mm-hmm. and with keeping the head beast on. Got and it. so Got what that. I think goes on in that head now is burger time, 
sex time, pee time, <laughs> poopy time, burger time, sex time. Like, uh, talky talk time, more about me, mirror, shiny. Like, I right. think that's pretty much, it's just got like it. a, a boggle of that. That Got it, if got you will. it. You shake got it up and that's how That's what you day. get. That's what you get. That's the day. Because, and if you, and if you watch the interview or, or read it, um, but when you get through some of the word salad, what's really interesting is, I think for me, what's telling about this particular interview is the arrogance. Mm-hmm. Now, we, of course, we all know he's arrogant. It's ridiculous. It's, not, it's an abuse of the word arrogant. Right. It's beyond arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stopping of uh, the taping right. with uh, Mick Mulvaney. Throwing Mick Mulvaney out for coughing. For coughing. And, and I, and part I told, of the interview is really amazing. Because I told Angela, I said, you know, Caligula cut his cousin's head off for coughing. I mean, and it was in that same kind of vein. It's like, how dare you and in fact, interrupt the emperor? If you want to see who Trump really is, I think that's the moment to watch. Let's do that over. He's coughing in the middle of my answer. Yeah. Okay. I don't like that, you know? Like your chief of staff. If you're going to cough, please yeah, leave the room. Get- mm. Because what you see is, at first when he goes, you know, coughing, I, there's a part of me in my little hopeful naivete, I thought he was kidding. Because yeah. I, I almost laughed like, <laughs> he's coughing. And then he went, I mean, you know, he just, and he's angry. angry. I the mean, anger. as if, as the if you have. was crazy. And let's be clear, this was not the Emancipation Proclamation that he was rattling uh, mm-hmm. off. He was not, this was not the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. He wasn't Washington standing on the shores trying to get the, the the troops ready, right? Okay, to fight the uh, their oppressors of England, right? Mm-hmm. This is Trump doing an interview with George Stephanopoulos, and seriously, you would have thought if he had—I guarantee this—if he had the power to kill people on command, Mick Mulvaney would be dead. Yep. If he had the power to just raise a finger and somebody got their hand cut off, that's what it looks like yeah, well, when he gets and, uh, that level of anger. Well, I'm going to tell you what Caligula did to his cousin. You know I can't talk about that because then I get that one <laughs> image in my head and we just had to go earlier when we were talking about this and we mentioned Caligula. I Just real quick, when I saw this movie when I shouldn't have because it was one of those like lucky breaks like my mom had some friend who would go over to their house and they, she didn't realize they had HBO or whatever when they did or Skinamax mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And I saw the horrible, the worst scene, I think, for a child of that age to have seen, which is the group right. scene where Caesar has punished the um, the other members of the of the Senate, gov- the Senate, the Senate. by making their wives right. sleep with the uh, army generals. Uh, right, right. And it's, I, it's graphic. It's, it's very graphic. graphic. And it, so now whenever you say that, I'm at that one moment, and now I'm stuck. Welcome back. Um... <laughs> Well, this interview, um, so he gets that, he gets Caligula crazy mad mm-hmm. and is serious yes. about, I can't believe you just fucking coughed. Lies, is demeaning and condescending to George Stephanopoulos mm-hmm. um, and directly lies can almost every fucking sentence. Yep. Uh, he shows zero, literally calls polling. This, this is where I love this. This is Trump said, um, George Stephanopoulos said, you know, hey, um, there are reports that the polls commissioned by your campaign that were showing that Joe Biden is ahead of you in several key states. Uh, Trump said to that, quote, those polls don't exist. Nobody showed you those polls because those polls don't exist, George. Those polls don't exist. I'm losing in 15 out of 17 states. Those polls don't exist. In Good Morning America today, they had that phony polling information. I explained to you last night that it was phony, but you didn't do anything about it. You should have 
But it was late in the evening, and perhaps you didn't get a chance. I've studied those polls. I've heard the explanations. So for I, ultimately, it doesn't matter. But why does it bother you so much? Uh, because it's untrue. I like the truth. You know, I'm actually a very honest guy. If I thought they were correct, I wouldn't be complaining at all. I understand that. I told Angela, I said, everybody should feel a chill go down their back when the president of the United States fires pollsters for not giving him the information that he wants. Because what he is saying is remake reality Mm -hmm. until it fits with my vision of it and my version of reality and my version of reality i'm in power so what i see is the truth he went on to say quote i was just given a meeting with my pollster who i frankly don't even believe in pollsters if you want to know the truth you just run a campaign whatever it is it is but i just had a meeting with somebody that's a pollster and i'm winning everywhere so i don't know what you're talking about it's frightening. And that's the right read on it, like a petulant 14 to 16-year-old. Yep. And you don't even, um, it, and that's even yeah. too old. Let no. me let me know. This is an 8-year-old, <laughs> 8 to 10-year-old. And you don't even know. That is um, basically, and then when he, he goes on to call Don McGahn and everyone else a liar, um, and then when George Stephanopoulos says, but why, why would Don McGahn lie? And Trump says, maybe to make himself look like a good lawyer. Motherfucker, you hired him. Right. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, so you hire, you, because this is the thing, and how this works. Look, I... I'm, I really am at the point where if they would just call this a campaign, the hating Browns mm-hmm. campaign, <laughs> the hating Muslims, the hating women, the controlling campaign, I would not, I'd actually feel better about it in many ways because this bullshit yeah. where people, I got to hear people say he's a great president, he does great things, and I have to look at this and go, no, he doesn't. Yeah. That's not true. The only thing that's true is that you believe that for the first time in your sad, sorry, racist fucking little life, that you believe there's a chance that you can go out and be outwardly racist to people and not get in trouble yep. for it. And that that's feels it. good. That's exciting. That's it. And when every time one of them goes down, yeah. they're shocked. Yeah. They have the audacity to be shocked they're getting fired for approaching a black couple with a drawn gun yes. to tell them they don't have a reservation when you don't even take reservations. Or or, or kicking a father's leg out Thank when his you. daughter walked out of the dollar, the dollar store. That's right. With a doll. Her, his four-year-old. How many, how many many children have walked out with a pencil well, or a pen or a this or a that? They would, didn't matter what she, if she walked out. They, I'm not even sure they knew whether or not he had purchased right. it. Right. You know, but the point is, yeah, this, this, if that's all, that's it. Because everything, you can't look at this and see anything. This person does not have any of their interest at heart. This person, all he does is lie. And, and it's the most ridiculous thing in the world to say that the people that, and, Throughout the interview, George Stephanopoulos is continually pointing out that the people that Trump's critiquing, he appointed, you know, and he's like, yeah, but they're wrong. Um, and it's it, and that he doesn't have any understanding of tariffs That's I, right. I, 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 or a basic concept. I think it's pretty clear that Donald Trump seems to believe that China writes a check that each of us gets a portion of at some point called the tariff check. And you just go to your mailbox. And go, oh, did you get your tariff check from China, girl? Girl, I got like, it. He doesn't seem to. That's no, what he no, seems no, to no, think no, is no. happening. That's not happening. That's not happening. And speaking of which, okay, cut to us. Um, what is this uh, almost war on the verge of war situation with Iran? Okay, what I like. What's been pointed out very clearly today on the program was 
when the Iran deal was made, mm-hmm. we were at this place. We That's were at a place right. where we got Iran to being within a a, a year of making um, mm-hmm. a nuclear weapon. We got down from that. We, everything. Now we're right back to the problem. We're to at the, the same. Like what he's done is dismantled the Iran deal. Waited long enough for Iran to walk. It took a year for Iran to walk out. Mm-hmm. Right, like a year more than a year. Right before Iran. Now they're talking about walking. Now it's a crisis because that's what they've been waiting for. Um, they've attributed Mike Pompeo looking less and less like an actual human um, with his uh, sentient being. Yeah, went out today at the where was he at a um, uh, cent- Centco? Cent- it was it was to make a point. Oh, Centcom. Centcom yeah. to make yeah. a point. Central Command. Um, uh, right uh, to make. Uh, to make it all whatever mm-hmm. they've now attributed i don't know untold amounts of uh nefarious and illegal bad activity yeah. to iran with no proof right well and here's my and thing. in fact they're saying with those those two ships um with the ships mm-hmm. that the person the company that owns the ship is saying they don't think it was iran um but but here we are or oil tanker i should say right. here we are so um yeah so they are trying to ratchet that conflict up and then, uh, then you know, then we're looking at Trump being uh, having over a hundred million dollars in his war chest, which. For, but what was first thing I said? <laughs> because he's he been started campaigning, campaigning 24 hours after and, he, and that's not an exaggeration. No. I think that's actually when they filed. That's right. And there's a lot of reasons why they did that, but there's a lot of reasons why we need to get to our legislatures and stop that from happening. Yeah. Because the reality is he's every single event, he's made every event a campaign event, and I'm watching the media, and I know today is, we're, we're recording on Tuesday, today's supposed to be the official launch of this campaign that he started two and a half years ago. That's right. Um, In Florida, and they've been kind of covering it and talking to one or two people who who all look, who are like the same person yeah just like they're, the they're just people. the same person over and over again and i know i'm like please do not show this whole fucking thing tonight Mm-mm. please don't do that don't, don't give do them this all this again. free don't do free it again. advertising i get why you have to talk to the man who's in the office of the president of the united states mm-hmm. i get that as reporters that they can't not pay any attention to trump like people who go stop stop putting a mic in front of him he's the president they can't stop doing we have to know what's going on as much as we possibly can. Right. Um, but seriously, I if they do it again, we've got to call them out. We've got to call the media outlets out. Yeah. And thank you for those of you who joined in on my continual frustration with MSNBC and their inability to put up people's names when they're talking. Oh. I got some other people in on it with okay. me on Twitter, and I appreciate your efforts. I think it got better in the afternoon because <laughs> they start coming up a lot quicker. But it was like, because I was like, uh, this is ridiculous, but it's something that drives me crazy. Yeah, but you know, another thing that, you know, we were talking about, Angela and I were talking about, is, you know, everybody out in the streets in Hong Kong. Yep. And, uh, and the reality is, is that I don't know if lead or see us unless they see us en masse in the streets and that to me is what's disgusting well because this is the problem here we go with the problem of polling with the problem of Mm -hmm. being in the glass bubble with the problem of being people who while we might listen to and watch news a lot I, I know we're above average on that and we should because this is what we do and we love but um that we don't really everybody tries all these like you were talking about liking the chris 
um, Matthews. Right, the deciders. The deciders. And I can't, he, uh, I can't deal with him for that length of time. <laughs> and on top of it, I'm just sick of hearing, like, this Joe the Plumberism mm-hmm. of things. It's like, they talked to two women at the Trump thing, and that's the tr- that's it. Yep. We're done. Yep. It doesn't matter that these two women are, look to be the exact, like, within the exact same age range. Yeah, right. There's nothing about them that's even different. There's no, like, and maybe that's a problem at Israelis. Um, I don't go to them, as you know. Right. So, uh, but my thing is, I'm so, I want to hear from the candidates. I'm just, I'm sick of this, them trying to always be. Armchair, yeah. uh, quarterback, and, and, and the then situation. Because they telling people what to think. Yeah. You know, and so like, from and they do it in very, sometimes subtle and sometimes, I think, not subtle ways. Yeah. You know, the the different ways they question people, the different pe- ways they don't question people, the mm-hmm. people who get called out for things and other people who don't, you know. It, it, it's just, I find it all really frustrating but when we're looking at at you know um, the in two million people is mm-hmm. one one of the estimates I've heard protesting in Hong Kong. That's something like one out of every seven people, which is amazing. And what they're protesting, this is important. You should check it out if you haven't seen anything about what they're protesting is the, um, the Hong Kong trying to have a, a extradition uh, set up with China, which would allow China to pick up people in Hong Kong and, and you know, and then uh, prosecute them in China, which has something like a 99% conviction rate. Like it's, you know, human right. rights violations galore. There are only two punishments there, death or hard labor. Camp. Right. And I just um, read an article about them holding dissidents and um, taking their organs. Yeah. So you, you're going to organ, you're gonna, you're gonna so organ farm me? The, the woman who's the head of Hong Kong, who's appointed by the Chinese right. government, um, she's uh, been, the people have been in the streets protesting. And the first one, and the, this, this has been going on for a while, right? The first wave of protests, they basically came back, her government, and said, we saw you, we saw your protest, and we're still doing it. But then two million people went out. Right. And when you will look at it, when you see it on the news, it's block after block and I listened to um, a report this uh, some podcast on it and they were talking about how people were very specifically making sure that they walked a certain pace and they made it through everybody was going mm-hmm. to make it through to the end yeah. like their thing is they will see everyone they want it no, there'll be no petering out right you know what I mean right. they were like this we want this solid Blah. so you can see that it's how much of the population is and it's working mm-hmm. you know they've they've suspended the discussion of this right. horrific uh bill or whatever law mm-hmm. um but they've got to keep it up and we have the same thing we are we have to go in the streets yeah we are going to have to because i believe not only because trump keeps saying it said it again this week he seems to to think that his supporters might quote demand that i stay longer than two terms no as no. president no no nobody's gonna demand that no no and and i don't care if it is a full third of the fucking country a third of the country don't get to decide what we do no i don't i don't even believe those numbers but in any case yeah then we got you got trump saying that ice is to start to remove these are his words millions quote unquote of quote-unquote illegal aliens this should also send a chill down all well our here's backs. the thing i this is what I'm turned on with this. So he said this, uh, he wrote it Monday night. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it's like a tweet, right? Wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And then a U.S. official speaking on condition of anonymity told ABC News that de- deportations described by the president and Twitter aren't imminent. I believe that just before the Democratic debates and just before the campaign mm-hmm. like really starts, I don't think there's any, I think that they're still doing what they're doing. Yeah. But I don't think there's about to be a big, 
um, push for something that they're not already doing. Exactly. Well, here's my question. It's like, well, whose door are you talking about showing up at? Because on top he's of talking that. about removing the millions of illegal, illegal aliens in your house. He's not talking about at the border. Yeah. He's talking about who were here right, already. Right, right. That's um, what I'm talking about. And, yeah. and, and that's ridiculous. Um, I guess earlier on Monday, the State Department reported it would freeze $185 million in aid to El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala until the department is satisfied that the Northern Triangle countries are taking concrete actions to reduce the number of migrants. Because what we know about these governments and these situations is less money will be really helpful. Right, 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 right. Well, you know what? Um, that's the problem is that what people are leaving is from, they're leaving because of abundance. Abundance. You know what I mean? There's like there's too much. Yeah. And they're like, I can't live this way. I have to risk my life and my family's life to go to through several hostile countries to another hostile country. Uh, yeah. And you know what? It makes we don't me... have enough places for the people they've already stolen, but they're gonna whatever. The, um, I can't. So, also the Southern Poverty Law Center, the SPLC, which you should be donating to if you ever can. They're suing the Trump administration. Thank you for detaining immigrants who cannot afford bail. Mm. So what they've been doing. Um, and it's, and I agree, a violation of civil immigration law, are detaining pending deportation proceedings. They've been found uh, eligible for release. However, they remain in detention solely because they lack the financial resources to buy a bond for their freedom, which uh, violates their due process and equal protections under the Fifth Amendment, which is, you know. Yeah. It's after the second, so who gives a fuck, I Jeez. guess. But um, it's it's... You know, the quote from um, a senior staff attorney for the Southern Poverty Law Center, Georgia, Georgia immigration officials routinely flout federal laws by keeping low-income immigrants in detention months after the court has set bond in their case simply because they cannot afford to pay their bond. This has got to stop. We've got a whole, you know, yeah. I just read the story of the, a four-month-old being taken from his father and that they lied to him. The father's getting on the plane with the with the baby being yeah. deported and they took the baby away. They said, oh, it's just for you to get into your seat. And then they stole the baby and closed the plane doors. Wow. The, a four-month, that was, I think that baby was seven-month-old. But the, the, a story about these people not believing what they're hearing that a four month is co- old is coming in. Yeah. This is not okay. No, it's not okay. And we have to go back out. Um, and we have to go back out in the streets on this immigration issue because it is, they are these, they're still there and they are doing more. And the fact that he's even discussing ramping it up further. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you, you know, what are we saying in the world all the way around, which is, is there a, uh, a tax on poorness? You know what I mean? And that there's no place for mm-hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there Because is. like right now, Trump is saying that he wants to start charging stores to accept food stamps, which means that this means that this is yet another place that if you are poor, you have no place to go. So if you are among the poorest and you're getting SNAP, you know, you're getting food supplemental nutrition assistance program, what they would do is what he's proposing is he wants to charge retailers a fee for accepting your food stamps, which yeah. means that first of all, that gets rid of all the local groceries. That's right. That gets rid of things like like here, they've opened up the farmers market. You can use um your EBT your, your, your EBT cards at the farmers, which is great because that's mm-hmm. cheaper. F- vegetables and fruits are so expensive right. at the store. So you get good quality things that way. But what that would do was put an end to all of that mm-hmm. um and then th- that's how they plan to pay for snap by stealing from snap basically yeah that's the concept so uh 
that means Walmart, you know. So, uh, so obviously, so this sort of just kind of came out and just surprised right. everybody, and they don't like it. But uh, think of what Francis is saying is absolutely true. Everywhere you turn, what this this um, cabal is doing, you know, is um, making every place that you that you used to be able to have a resource from, it's becoming a smaller and smaller postage. They are getting. They are taxing poverty. Yes. They are quite literally taking money from the poor and giving it to the rich. Yeah, soil of green is people. It really is. It really is. And it, whether it's, you know, uh, right now in New York, there's a, um, a bill up that, that needs to get passed, the Less is More Act, yeah. uh, which is to combat the same deal with the population of people. Parole violations being a way mm-hmm. to keep people in prison, um, to double, you know, that I guess New York and Illinois are the top two. New York imprisons the second highest number of people for technical violations of parole. Those are things like you miss a meeting and maybe you were at work, there was a reason, even you could, you can't, they just go around and throw you in jail. And the reason that it this case is happening it's th- things like this jose rivera is a he was um on parole he was one of two rikers island related deaths that had happened within three days he died this sunday he uh, was in a hospital bed on friday in bellevue when his parole officer tracked him down because guess what i guess he missed his parole meeting because he was in the hospital mm-hmm. parole officer came there put him in handcuffs and took him to rikers that's ridiculous and what was his offense what I said, just missing appointments because yeah. he's in the hospital. Right. So his condition, of course, worsened at Rikers, where, and then he had to be returned to Bellevue, where he then died. Jeez. In my view, what happened is they, they killed, killed him. him. Yes, that is. This is just a long murder, right? But this when is, you, that's but here's the thing: happened. when you're poor, the poor tax. You know what I mean? That's that. That is how we get taxed. You know what that's I mean? Right. And in fact. I, this is the thing. Jail is becoming, in this article I talk about, these conditions create this perfect storm where re-imprisonment becomes the catch-all solution to poverty issues. Yep. That's right. So it's we're, absolutely imperative that we get these people out of office. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and... And, and we're, we're going to talk about that in Resistance Wrap-Up. Yes, yes we, we are. And you know what? And really quickly, I think that uh, let's see what else we have here. Oh yeah, you want to let's talk about Cadre Kushner's company? Jeez. Apparently, uh, Jared Kushner made fifty million dollars from Cadre alone. Uh, no, the company, the let's, company, the right? company. Yeah, he did, but the company, which is part owned by him, got ninety million dollars from an unknown offshore unknown offshore investor since twenty seventeen. Interesting. That's just, that's pretty recent. Mm. You may remember that's post something. Mm. Um, so basically this company, Cadre, uh, it's, uh, the money is coming through a vehicle that's run by Goldman Sachs and the Cayman Islands. Angela, why would you even say their names, Angela? Well, I think it's important that we know who we're dealing with because these are people we, I think we bailed them out or something. Did we? Was there some issue? Mm. Anywho. Um, he and uh, Kushner uh, kept a stake in Cadre after joining the administration while selling other assets. His holding is now valued at up to $50 million according, oh, to, according to his financial disclosure Got documents, it. which I don't know that I would trust. Mm. And um, they have things like he resigned from the board, apparently, and reduced his ownership to stake to less than 25% after he joined the White House. Um, but he failed to list it like so many things. <laughs> 
that he failed the list on his first ethics disclosure. How many did he have? And I'm not, it's some crazy, it's like hundreds. 90 or it's, something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's hundreds like, that, he's, that he's had to go back and change various. I, don't think, I think we have to look at not letting people do that. Yeah. I think after, like, I'm going to give you what? Two? Ten? Ten, okay. I can't talk me up to ten. Ten mistakes. Ten mistakes. And then you out. Then you out. Then you just, and that's just me, us being, because we know generous. that. I'm being oh, generous. I think one is too many, to be honest. Like, I don't know how, what's going on in your life that you forget 20 million, 50 million, 90 million dollars. <laughs> I mean, because I don't think that Zuckerberg or, um, what's his name? Amazon. I think they would notice 50 million. You think they would? I do. And you might not. <laughs> I do. I believe they would. Um... Cadre was founded in 2014 by Kushner, his brother Joshua, and their friend Ryan. Oh, aren't they uh, cute? The three musketeers. Uh, that operates uh, from, guess what building? Hmm. The building... Six, that six, building, right, right. Six, 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 or whatever. The company's yeah. building in Manhattan. Uh, what I find really amazing about this story is that they have. I want to get the quote from his father. Uh, apparently, don't panic if you think that, wow, having this company that gets all this foreign money that we can't look at or see it in any way, that might create a conflict of interest. That seems like that could be a real problem. Mm. Um, you should know that that, J- that Jared's father, Charles, he has said, quote, the foreign investments were, quote, a legal and appropriate stream of funding. I believe he's a felon. Right. Isn't he the, he is. isn't he it Jared's is. daddy who that went is, to jail? That is, You know what, but yeah. you know what, come see, come sign this part. Yeah, what, where's his parole violation? Should he? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just trying Hello? to understand. But you know what? Here's the thing: when you go to when you go when you have a white collar crime, Angela, you can get out of jail and create more no white collars. In fact, you can raise your children to do the same they're kind of way. Not only, not only is gay. his son not only is his son creating white collar crimes, he in the White House doing white collar crimes. Have mercy. She's gesturing like she is like orchestra, <laughs> like you were like the conductor of the biggest orchestra just all over the, but yeah. And I think that that's our final word, y'all. That is our final word. Here's the deal. Fuck this shit. <laughs> you know what time it's time for, Angela? To say fuck this shit. Or right. emails, right. emails. Tell them to go get your emails. That's more pleasant. <laughs> no, we're. I am so excited for the election. I can't even tell you. I, I'm excited. I am excited for the debates. Mm, I am. I cannot wait. Nice. I'm excited because I. I'm telling you. Uh, I need to see. I want to see everyone. Mm-hmm. You know the my boo. Okay, I have a little boo crush. Yeah, you do have a boo crush. Bennett is that his name? I think so. You do have a, you have a boo crush. The thing, they screwed up his hair. <laughs> like before he had announced, announced mm. his hair was like really he has and he has this like snarky. I don't like his. I, I at this moment I'm not feeling him politically. I'm mm-hmm. giving everybody a chance, right. but he is not in my top ten at the moment. Gotcha. But in terms of hey, you say I can't chilling, believe you, you make it t- top ten because <laughs> there's what 30? 38 of them. Um, right. but that's but he but this thing but he's got that. How did, he's okay. Holla at me at franchel08 at gmail.com if you think he's a little bit sassy too. <laughs> I'm just saying he's a little bit sassy. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? There's something about, you know how I like him a, a little bit mean. Uh, <laughs> just like a little. <laughs> 
but his hair is messed up now, oh so I don't goodness. know. Okay, oh emails, emails. This is uh, inside. This is titled uh, "Great Show, Best One Yet." This is from Joanne P. Thank you so much. She says, "Good morning, ladies. Just finished listening to this week's Final Word podcast. Wow, you packed a lot into that one little podcast. I do agree. Let it go and leave Camilla alone. We <laughs> talked about managed somehow to get to the end. And I was like, we sure did say." Come on, y'all. Let Camilla just be. Exactly. Exactly. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. It has been 22 (laughs) years, people. Let it go. Also, I started to watch When They See Us. I grew up in Brooklyn, so this does not surprise me. It appalls and upsets me, but does not surprise me. I grew up in a family with NYC cops. This is why I now live in Massachusetts suburbs. Rabbit Trump supporters in the police force. I believe you. That is why I need you and the rest of the sexy liberal cast to make me sane please keep it up counting the days till you come to boston joanne thank you we have to you guys yeah tell mama we gotta be touring yeah it's time y'all and and i don't know if you saw that tweet i think it did about they had this picture up of Stephanie and John Fugel's thing and it looks very almost like they might kiss mm. but I was like it's like watching mommy and that stepdaddy with the good hair <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I don't know I yeah. can't see it and now it's time for resistance wrap up not you know that was a nice wind up on the resistance because this is the thing I know you know this number by heart. 202-224-3121. That is a standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the general switchboard for Congress. So you can get your, your both representatives and your senators um, and give them a call and, and right. let them know blue or red, whatever, how you like what they're doing or what you need them to be doing. And number one, for one of the things we ask is that you be calling as often as you can to talk about getting rid of or basically hampering the electoral college and its mm-hmm. ability to fuck up our votes. Mm-hmm. Um, but so today's this week, we want you to check out. We've mentioned this group before. Swing. Come on. Yes. Secure at uh, actblue.com. Swing the Senate left. Yes. In 2020, we're going to take back the Senate. We need to just flip. Four seats to win the majority and competitive races are shaping up all over the map. I think it's a thing that Democrats are doing and did do, especially last uh, 2018, which is we are sending money out of state. Oh, and we dude, know I have said, we have to. I have said so, and I will. Can, and I don't have money, so this is going to be a problem. But literally, we sit down before this podcast, and Angela goes, "I can't tell you how much money I donated this year, and I really don't have it." So, but uh, but it's important. Like we're looking at Arizona, Colorado, or they are Georgia, um, Indiana, Kentucky. Is that Maine? What is is Maine? I think it's Maine. Maine, mm-hmm. uh, North Carolina, and Texas. You know, all have uh, you know, so they have. You can split up your donation yeah so if you go to the senate early impact fund um at actblue.com uh you can your donation can be split between each of these nominees republican held states where they believe the early money can have the biggest impact so that's why i picked it for this week because it's a very like specific it's a now thing yeah and it's very specific so if you have any and i'm gonna tell you something you may think five dollars twenty dollars ain't a lot it is you Let know. me tell you something. Fives become tens, tens become twenties. You stack it on top of it, and it stack has it. it. We have here's the thing: we have a big impact 
all together. So if that's something you believe in, if you have a couple dollars this week, maybe you forego some a couple of uh coffees or out maybe, in public. you know, when you're out for coffee first, you go, hey, everybody put in five bucks. Girl, go ahead. And I'm going to donate it. $20 to, you know, you can do stuff like that. So get creative. I love that, Angela. Um, and, um, and figure out how we can help these people out because we need the fucking Senate. Yes, we do. <laughs> Let me tell you, I want to say thank you to our production team. Oh my gosh. Gail there are enough thank yous in the we want to thank everybody over at the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Stephanie Miller, Mama All the Mooks, everyone. Listen, listen to everybody. Please, please, please. You should please and follow everyone on uh, Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram and, and, and put hashtag Sexy Liberal and just let's get this network up because we really have we deserve we deserve our voice you yes, know we do. and and we're going to have to make it we're doing it ourselves we're Stephanie doing Miller it together doing it and we're doing it together and we are going to we are going to change the course of history yes we are we want to thank you the listener and remember you can always reach us at frangela08 at gmail.com we do respond to all emails um and also please follow us if you can at at frangela duo that's duo you go to frangela.com for details on everything we're doing and please also check out our Patreon page. Yes! Thank you very much, Angela. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find that at Frangela.com. Uh, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and thank you so much for listening to The Final Word! Hey, this is Jody Hamilton, host of the podcast From the Bunker. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show where every week Sean Barton, David Schockett, and I discuss politics, sports, pop culture, that show on HBO that I don't watch. Find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth.